0: You are now listening to Frenchie with an IE, the podcast on which we talk about whatever the hell it is we feel like we need to talk about. Okay, listen, all shit. Okay, listen, a bitch has been over here trying to get it the fuck together. Okay? Um, I had to upgrade my microphones, I had to figure out some technical shit, I had to figure out how to record the audio separately from the video so that those of you who like the youtube videos can continue to watch them but so that i could also begin uploading audio to my anchor channel and spotify and apple and all of that good stuff so collectively a bitch is still trying to get it together but it is more together than it was in episode 0.50 and episode 0.75 so welcome to the official first episode of Frenchie with an IE, the podcast on which we talk about whatever the hell it is we feel like we need to talk about. I am your hostess, Frenchie Davis. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, please click the bell or whatever it is that you're supposed to do and subscribe and all that good shit, I appreciate you. Um, We have so much to talk about like I initially was pulling my shit together to record like I had an episode idea in mind, but then you know, chow, y'all wore me out over the past couple of days um on my timeline, talking about people's marriages and relationships and carrying ons, and you know that I mean honestly, that shit ain't none of our business, like what two consenting adults do you know, in a mutually agreed upon situation in a marriage, relationship, situationship, whatever, that is their business. Um, I think also that, you know, a lot of y'all, y'all need to get laid. Like what is going on? Like some of you all are very clearly repressed. Um, that that's apparent. You know, um, just from the level of interest you're exercising in this entanglement. <laughs> Ciao. Mm. I also think that we may be having the wrong conversation. There are several conversations that we're not having that I think may override the importance of like the salaciousness of it all um so like here's my thing I have several things by the way I have bullet points um I didn't write them down we're gonna wing it so bullet point number one um I wholeheartedly support open relationships and open marriages. I think um I I know actually on a very deeply personal level that it is possible to love someone and want a life with them and still want to fuck somebody else. Like that is fucking normal. Um and I think you know my perspective is particularly colored by um you know my being bisexual because I've been in a relationship with one gender and started having cravings for sex with the other one. And it had nothing to do with how committed I was to the situation emotionally. Um, You just have that physical need sometimes. Like sometimes, you know, like, I want some dick that ain't gotta get warmed up first. You know, like dildo strap sex is like a whole acrobatic exercise. And, you know, like sometimes I just, you know, want to get manhandled. And sometimes I want to feel titties pressed up against mine. Um, That happens. And sometimes that want or need is not necessarily timed with, um, you know, imperfection with who I may be in a relationship with. So all that to say, you know, I get it. Um, and I don't, I don't judge people for what they choose to do. I just, you know, my only thing is that whatever it's going to be, we just got to operate in complete honesty and the rest of the shit we'll, we can figure out as we go along. So that's kind of where I'm at on that part of it. Um, the part that I think I'm struggling the most with is the conversation that we're not having about, you know, what does predatory behavior look like when the culprit is a woman and the victim is a man? And there are two sides to why I even feel like this question is necessary because I've I've been sitting with this question for a minute, and um, the I, I honestly, people who aren't sitting with this question again, you're having the wrong fucking conversation. Um. So there's like this part of it where you have um, a mature woman who has engaged in an entanglement <laughs> with. A young man who's quite frankly young enough to be the boyfriend of one of her children and who was also dealing with a multitude of mental and emotional health issues so it's like you have a woman dealing with someone who's younger who may not even be emotionally or mentally mature enough For the constructs of the entirety of the situation i don't know that that's ethical and i'm still again i'm still having this conversation with myself i'm still sitting with all of this unpacking it all and let me just put completely on the table that part of my unpacking of this question is an already existing opinion or stance that I have about dating younger dudes and, and cougar behavior. Like I, I did not inherit the cougar gene. Like I'm just, I need, a, I need a grown ass motherfucking man like with a little Heineken in his belly and a little gray in his beard. Like I need a grown ass man um like these 20 something year old niggas like they these niggas only got two pillows on their bed okay the fuck i'm gonna do with that okay like i baby you only got two pillows um i can't let's start there but on a on a deeper level for for girls who don't have my titty issues i feel like um cougaring borderlines on the cusp of some shit that I don't know we would be comfortable with if a man exhibited the same behavior I, I just I don't know and I don't know that I'm all the way comfortable with that part of the whole thing or let me be clearer. I don't know that I'm comfortable with the fact that more of us aren't sitting with that part of the whole thing. Like if we're going to have a conversation about the shit, I feel like that's one of the conversations we need to be having. Um, You know, we like at some point we have to remove the salaciousness of it all and like really sit with that part. So... There's that part of it. The other part that I think bothered me, that has bothered me, or not, maybe it hasn't bothered me because it doesn't surprise me, but it has been very interesting to bear witness to nonetheless, and that is the hypersensitivity of niggas. You nigga okay, see, Y'all fucking always want to blame women for not being able to handle the truth of a situation, right? And that's always like one of y'all excuses for the lies y'all tell and the half truths y'all tell and all that shit. Y'all always want to blame women for not being able to handle the truth of a situation. But the reality is, is y'all the weak motherfucker. Women are strong as fuck y'all the weak motherfuckers who can't handle the truth because the amount of niggas I see on my timeline who are in their feelings in totality over this shit okay like niggas feel like Will has been completely emasculated and what is the most rooted in fuck shit about all of it is that most of these niggas who are in their feelings about this are the same niggas who completely take for granted that women are supposed to forgive the same fucking behavior. Like niggas take for granted that a woman is supposed to forgive and take you back and still ride with you despite your fuck shit i mean look at how niggas was like you know peer pressuring cardi to get back with her nigga after he cheated a bunch of times but niggas don't have that same energy talking about this will and jada shit and that is like that's really interesting like the patriarchy is real right now and a lot of you need to look at yourself because those of you who are in your feelings about this, you need to really revisit how much you do or don't take for granted that the women in your life would forgive you for doing the same thing. Um, and I know a lot of women who forgive shit like that all the time. And again, that's what I mean when I say that women are stronger. Because our capacity to forgive and love through yo fuck shit is, it is fucking astronomical. Like niggas don't have the bandwidth. Um, and it's the one-sidedness of that shit that, that is really disturbing to me about all of this too. Um, and again, like I didn't even want to talk about this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I, again, it ain't our fucking business. And honey, I have lived. So I, and I'm still living. So child, somebody being married with one side nigga, that is fucking child's play compared to some of the shit I, you know, know about, have participated in, etc. cetera. But we'll talk about that on a future episode. <laughs> but um, yeah I I don't even think that it is that big of a deal and I really think that a lot of you um, need to untangle your motherfucking selves and figure out like what's going on in your own lives that's making the wrong shit (laughs) <laughs> um the wrong parts of this scenario um so triggering to you um so that's all I have to say about that like that's my spiel on all of that and um I think a lot of you need to like sit with yourselves for a second like just pause and make sure the houses in which you live ain't made of glass okay okay because y'all wildin. But anyway, that's all I got to say about that shit. So let me get to what made me want to do this episode in the first place. So wait, okay. So this, this sister DM'd me, right? Let me read y'all this shit, okay? So this sister DM'd me. She said, girl, I need advice. Please, can you help me? If so, here it is. I'm 46, I've had an on and off relationship with this dude for 27 years. Right. So he came over 5 a.m. this morning, we had sex. We chilled till about 5 p.m. today. I tried to get him to have sex with me again several hours later, had on the lace panties, was looking all good. And I straight asked him, can we have sex again? And he said, he doesn't feel like it, maybe tomorrow. So question, what the fuck does that mean? This bitch got four question marks after that question. Four of them. What the fuck does that mean? What dude, you know, want to wait and don't feel like it? I'm offended. What do I do? What would you do? Why the fuck would he say some shit like that? Question mark. Help oh girl what the whole fuck first of all on and off for 27 years bitch why what the okay you know what first of all any niggas who listening, like please can y'all email me email me at frenchywithaniepodcast at gmail.com because i have questions like what the fuck would impale a nigga to be on and off with a bitch for that extended length of, of, of time or just an extended length of time in general if he not gonna like all the way be in it and it's like don't get me wrong because I don't think that you got to get married to have a long-term relationship with somebody like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell like a, a much, you know Oprah Stebman, like a lot of people are together a long time without getting married so I'm not judging that part but you've been on and off with this nigga for 27 years sis what the whole fuck like you need to value your time better than that shit because whatever the fuck it is that's making y'all go off if he ain't figured the shit out by now bitch you need to stop getting back on with this nigga okay that's let's start there let's start there secondly why like my okay if he's coming over at 5 a.m and leaving at 5 p.m my question is who is the bitch at home that think he going to work when he come to chill with you because what the whole fuck i have that question as well thirdly the whole begging to have sex part like sis run run with all of your fucking might because at the very least you deserve a nigga who wants to fuck the shit out of you at all times. If I can't sit on the dick on demand like nigga, why am I here? Okay? That's bare minimal fucking shit. Especially if you're going back and forth for 27 years, bitch, the dick gotta be bomb. If you doing that shit, but like, see, this is, oh, honey, believing that you know better is, it is a daily, sometimes minute by minute exercise in faith. And that is the God's honest truth. Because I, I get it. I have been there when like the good parts was so good that you still be trying to hold on, hoping that the bad part's gonna gonna get it together. And it's like, like I had to come to terms with, if I really believe that like a love that's like really worthy of me is out there, then like, that mean I gotta believe that. That mean I gotta believe that actively intentionally meaning that I don't have time for lesser than and you shouldn't make time for lesser than either and like I'm judging you but like I'm not judging you and I I say that because I think every woman has been there where they hold on to a fuck nigga it's not gonna get better boo 27 years are you fucking kidding me bitch block him today like dead ass you don't even need to fuck with nobody because you don't love yourself enough you couldn't possibly to sit in that for this long like take a minute and like when I say that like I recommend everybody do it. And everybody don't know how to do it. First of all, 70% of women don't even orgasm. So that means y'all bitches out here dealing with struggle love and you ain't even busting nuts, which is absurd to me. But we live in in a world that tells women every day that their lives don't have value unless they're coupled with somebody. Shit, Kim Porter couldn't even fucking die without her being diddy's baby mama in every fucking headline she was a whole ass woman with a whole ass resume of her own and we couldn't even honor her legacy without attaching it to how she was connected to some man so that's the world we live in the world tells us every day that our lives ain't shit unless we couple with somebody so i know the struggle i know why bitches be holding on when it ain't really nothing there to hold on to Bitch, you you gotta beg for the dick he He's showing up to your shit like it's a fucking job. Girl, let me tell you something. Don't you let these niggas treat you like the free salsa to come with the table. You are guacamole and queso con chorizo. Okay? But it's easier to say that than it is to live knowing it. Um... I've had several experiences holding on to fuck niggas and um, one of my really good friends from college Joseph Williams he's a licensed therapist and social worker Um, he actually has like a blog and a page um, called the misunderstood social worker Um, shout out to him Joseph said to me one time when I was venting to him about the fuck nigga in my life at the time He was like, Frenchie, can I tell you something? Until you know that you are absolutely beautiful, you're going to always have this fucking problem. And sis, that's why I'm telling you, like, you need to block this nigga and you need to be by yourself. And come to terms with your self-worth. Because that's some fuck shit. Bitch, don't you give this nigga a 28th year. You hear me? Until you know that you are absolutely beautiful, the fuck shit gon' continue. And that's the best advice I could give you. Child, we unpacked a lot on this first episode, didn't we? Um, again, Make sure you click the bell or whatever the hell it is on YouTube and subscribe and all that shit. I'm going to figure it out. I really appreciate you guys listening and watching and um, accompanying me on this journey of self-discovery and healing and shit talking. (laughs) I love you guys.